Welcome back. This is episode 130 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And there continues to be a plethora of information out there that proves that in the sight of truth, individuals will defend the programming that they've been instantiated with, even though it's diametrically opposed to the truth that's being presented to them in real time. So we're going to open this topic up and talk about it in this episode of Hebrews in Exile. So Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! You're the creation. You make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Homer Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. This is November the 1st. I'm dating in this particular podcast. Ah, okay. 2023. We are sitting within the climate of upheaval. Uh, political unrest. Uncertainty and confusion is absolutely everywhere. Absolutely. Unequivocally. The only place that confusion does not reside <laughs> yeah. is in the opulent Hebrew nation of Hebrew Israel. Agreed. 100%. However. Oh, there's a but. However. Okay. I want to start this podcast off by making sure that people who listen to Hebrews in exile mm. or Yahweh's exiled empire mm -hmm. know exactly who we are. Agreed. Totally agreed. I listened to a YouTube snippet of, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Pastor uh -oh. Gino Jennings. I've never heard of Mr. Jennings. He is a, he is a, <laughs> He is a warrior. A warrior, okay. Against the various aspects of hypocrisy and the misunderstanding of scripture. He is defined as a as a defender of scripture. And you said his name is Pastor. Yeah, Pastor Gino Jennings. Okay. I do. Oh, I took my, my phone down there. Jennings. And um, he's in Philadelphia. Okay. He has lamb blasted everybody from everybody who's everybody. T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar, mm -hmm. all of them. 
Mm-hmm. He's blasted them all, including our purple and gold people. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He is, well, we find criticism as well. But, but okay. this is the thing I want, to, I, I want to talk about early here. Okay. Is that the purple and gold people showed up at his church. Recently. I don't know when the I don't know when the YouTube thing was 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 cut. Okay. But they showed up at his church and they called him out on a Sunday. Okay? For which he never acquiesced to their bombastic loud filibustering going on outside of his church and making uh, unrealistic comments because they didn't realize how big of a campus this man had. Mm. And kind of accused him of being a, he must have been a, a, a drug hustler but you know, I, I want I, I want our listeners to to know something, okay? Without going too much into this, because it's 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 insulting to those of us who are curious within our Hebraic understanding and our walk. We're not boisterous. We're not bombastic. We don't slander people and we don't try to force anything that we do upon people. We simply sit here and we explain scripture text within the context of text and pretext and keep it clear so that people can understand it. We follow, we follow a rule that one of our prophets said to write the vision and make it plain so that they that read may run. Mm-hmm. So we keep it clear in that context. Mm-hmm. We're not going to run up on you. We're not going to holler at you. We're not going to... We're not going to do any of those things that have a negative connotation and shine a negative light upon our creator and on our opulent teacher who is Mashe. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do that. Right. That's not who we are. That's right. And I want everybody to know that that's not who we are. Yeah. I mean, and the reason I say that is because (coughs) I was talking to someone about the Hebraic way and uh, they were kind of like all in then they came across this and they became confused Mm. and then I had to explain the difference between us and what she was listening to ah okay okay and you know as I, I I think you remember uh 
I talked about the trip that we took to uh, Palm Springs and the flight that I had down and this white lady got on the plane and she sat be between in the middle seat I was by the window and she began to talk to me and ask me you know questions about what I was doing kind of and what I was what I was and I explained to her that I was Hebraic we were going down to Palm Springs to see a Hebraic congregation and she kind of drew back and said oh you're a Hebrew and I and I knew exactly what her what her gesture was and I had mm -hmm. to I had to stop her in mid-sentence to let her know oh we're not the purple and gold people yeah and when I explained to her that we were not the purple and gold people and who we were and what we believed and how we go about our business, she relaxed and was more comfortable. And then that hour and a half flight to Palm Springs, she was all ears. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I have to say this. I have to say this in defense of who we are as opposed to who they are. And the reason why I'm saying this is because they make it bad for people like us. Well, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Because I was actually, go ahead, go ahead and finish your point. Because I'm... No, I'm, 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 that's it. I actually want to defend them a little bit. In the sense that, what are they doing that's, other than the fact that both you and I agree that their doctrinal teaching has some issues with it. A lot. Okay, because they're still Hebristian. Yes. They waver on, they go over there to the New Testament, and then they come back over to the Masoretic text, and they use, use it all. We are vehemently opposed to that ideology. Yes. We are strictly most high and the most high only. Those books that are outside of the canonized Masoretic text, we also delve into as well. But it has to agree and line up with the mitzvotes. Yes. Upon which the New Testament doesn't. So if there's anything that's different between our ideologies, number that's a foundational issue that we have and we can disagree with. And we can come to terms and reason with that. But this is the point that I want to say. The information that you hear them spewing outside of the Christianity side of it, what's wrong with it? Well, first of all, one problem is, is that they believe that God, Yahweh, has a color. Okay. And that was their argument with but, Pastor Jennings, well, God is black. Well, and Pastor Jennings comes back and says, kind of like stupid, uh, the most high is a spirit. He doesn't have any color. That's correct. He doesn't have any hands. Right. Doesn't have any feet. Right. He's a spirit. Right. Which totally blows his whole entire doctrine out of the water. So what are you talking about? Well, he's got... Uh, 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 feet of feet of bronze and hair of wool. No, no. The Most High is a spirit. He does not have any attributes that are attributed to humanity. We speak about him in that context in order to to delineate the actions and the functionality that the spirit 
does and how he goes through doing things. And those are metaphors and allegories. Those are not actual actualities. You're never going to see the Most High in any context of hands, feet, or color. It's a spirit. That, that's true. Which goes back to the point of our foundational dichotomy that we have between us and them. Because that is solely based on Christ being God. And God and Christ is God to them. So fundamentally that is wrong. But I'm, I go back to the original question which is outside, if they're in Masoretic text and they're talking in Masoretic text and they're over there, what are they saying that's wrong? And it's generally sound. Well, that's well, why you have people that are going online saying, don't get in the same room with these Hebrew Israelites if they go no, over no, there no. to that Old Testament because you're going to get crucified no, one of if the you things, go over there. One of the things that they stand on in their doctrinal teaching is, is a thorough misunderstanding of the foreigner. That's true. That's a true. A thorough too. misunderstanding of the foreigner. That's true. That's true. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure, having listened to them, I'm not sure that they even know what the embodiment of the votes are. So and I and, and I say that, I say that. With, with this thought in mind, I'm not sure that there are too many people who know what the mitzvot are beyond keeping the Sabbath, mm -hmm. not lighting the fire, mm -hmm. keeping the moedims, mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, dietary laws and the laws that govern sexuality. Okay, let me get to my point, all right? Because I'm, I'm taking a long time to get to round Robin's Red Barn on this one. Well, this quit, is why I'm, quit, this is why quit, I'm defending him. Quit dancing. Okay. Come on. Jump in. I'm doing I a soft I'm shoe not, around I'm, this I'm whole not, entire I'm not issue. Dancing. I'm not dancing. I'm telling you exactly what my, what, my, what my fault is with them in a large scheme of things in using the words from one of D.L. Hughley's comedy shows they making it bad for all of us. Okay. I guess I have a different of opinion on that because, yes, but what makes them any different from any other group that goes out masquerading like they know what's in text and spewing what they're spewing. You got the Jehovah's Witnesses that come to everybody's door. They come up to your door and do it. You've got, when we were in Christianity, we used to do it. My point, my point is, is that part of the reason why it's hard for us is because of the demonization and systemic racism that's in this country that paints them as being evil. When you have a group of strong black men showing up in force, whether it be the Million Man March or you show up at a Kyrie Irving event where he, they're going to support him because of something that he posted. When you have that strong contingent, this first world westernized country has a way of demonizing us in a way, even though it's wrong. I agree with you 100%. They don't have it right about the foreigner. They don't have it right about the, the appearance or the physiognomy of what the Most High is. But how much of that is based on this country's ability to demonize us when we're 
at least trying to illuminate our people about who we are. Can I fault them for standing out on the street corner and saying that you come from you, uh, you come from the tribe of whatever, or you are part of the Hebrew nation? Can I fault them for open illuminating people to that? It's only because the United States and this perception of systemic racism gets involved and says, you black folks are this way. Look at them. They're hostile. They're militant. Everything that they do is, it's this picture, this stereotype that gets painted. So in the one sense, yes, they're doing it to themselves because they are doing, they're not teaching it correctly. But at the same time, how come you don't do that to the Jehovah's Witnesses? No, I, I mean, I, 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 understand what, I understand what you're saying. For one reason, it's all about, it's all about presentation. It's all about presentation. And one thing that the Jehovah Witness don't do, they'll come up and they'll knock at your door and they'll politely go away without any argument and without crucifying you and, and lambasting you and standing on your front, on your front, in your front lawn continuing to, with, with megaphones and continuing to holler at you. It's all about presentation. Uh, I think if I, if, if I, if I put them both to, if I put, if I put two visuals together mm -hmm. of a mass of black people gathered together and marching together, I look at, I look at what, what Malcolm did. Malcolm is an, is, is a, is an example of contrast between the two styles and mm -hmm. the words of the police force that said this is too much power for one man mm -hmm. but these people were orderly they were they presented themselves with with dignity and class they weren't out there hollering and screaming malcolm had them in a they understood what they were there to do as opposed to uh this this bam bambustic style of just being obnoxious. I mean, there's a time to shut up and go away. I mean, I mean, if you're not if you're not listening to me and if you're not engaging me and you dis and you disagree with me, <clears throat> as a people, we have a right to disagree without being disagreeable. So it makes it it makes it, in my opinion, a lot like the protesters in the street. Unorganized, although you, you might have an organized uh, uh, regiment of men and order and style and marching down the street and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to your position and you start, you know, it's... There's, there's got to be some diplomacy. And I think people, I think people respect... Respect diplomacy. I don't care what color you are. I think people respect diplomacy. I, I, I do and, yeah. and 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 order. Sure. See, sure. if you come at me with order, I can respect that. If we can have a dialogue in order, I can respect that. But I ha I, I have I have no tolerance for you hollering at me. 
Okay. So I have no hot, no tolerance for you screaming at me, and particularly when you don't know what you're talking about. See, the one thing that I have to safeguard myself from, I agree with your points 100%. Let me just say that. But I also have to understand, and I'm piggyback on that, on where I am. There's a system, you have a stereotype about you because of what propaganda says that you are. That may not necessarily be true. Anytime that I've seen these individuals, it's not been this bombastic, boisterous way of vehemently coming at people. They're having conversations on the street corner. It's what is in the news media that they put out there and say, these are what these people are about. When those folk were marching around, whatever center that was, and for Kyrie Irving, we didn't see any of that. No, it's cool. only that time when they want to slam this group is when they show, no, I, I, show I, the, the rhetoric, which I disagree with in some instances. You don't have white, white folk, I'm, I'm going to say it, having them crawling on the ground on their hands and knees talking about you're going to be our slaves and all this other kind of stuff. That's a misteaching. And that's what the world will harp on. They'll say, see, they'll take the bad of that bunch and we got them too over here. We had them. Even now, there's some of us that prescribe to be Hebrew that ain't worth the salt that they made with. And that's the truth. And there's some of us that are. But it gets more airplay. It gets more people excited about knowing what's going on when I show you the bad of the group. So again, I have to continue to remember where I am. I mean, and I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Not to say that I'm totally, I'm not defending them in no, that no, no. sense, but I I'm just it. saying. I, I get it. I, 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 get where you, I get where you're coming all from. All encompassing. I get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. My point in opening this discussion is that when you and I approach somebody. Yes. And tell them we're Hebrew, we have to defend our Hebraicness right. against that. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to constantly keep making a distinction about that, who we are. So, so you're having a conversation about being Hebrew, and you bring up the fact that I'm Hebrew, and the people are already turned off because they think that you're that. Right. Totally agree. So now yeah. we, have to, we, now have, we now have to explain ourselves. Agreed. Agreed. Just as I'm talking to this person and I'm trying to explain to them the Hebraic way. Well, what are you? What's your faith? I don't have a faith. I have a way of life. Right. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, what do you believe? It's not what I believe. It's what I know. Yeah. And then I listen to that. And now I'm getting phone calls. Well, are you, are you that? No, I'm, I'm, well, no, we're not that. Now I got now I have to I have to defend who we are in light of that. So going back to DL Hughley's comic words. Yeah, you making it you make it bad for all of us. And the issue is is that I know that there are there are many factions of Hebrew Israelites. There are many factions. We're not, we're, 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 we are not, we are not a cohesive body. We're all over the place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
You, know, I can, you and I, you and I can't even find a group of people that's on the same page that we're on. And you know what? That's even interesting because in the past weeks you've been saying the same thing that's been ringing out, which is we're tough to find. Like literally in westernized United States, first world country, trying to find another Hebraic congregation like and kind like ours is very, very difficult. So I actually expanded the search. I started to look in the UK. I started to look other places where melanated people may have matriculated to South America. And I cannot find it where you have a group of individuals that know who they are, observe the truth and walk in the ways of the most high and understand and understand the codex and understand it. And when we talk about yeah. understand the codex, understand the relationship of understanding the mitzvot to text. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever text, whatever text is being expounded, being able to understand that the mitzvot are associated with the conversation that's going on in the text. Right. They're they're an integral part and an undertone and undercurrent that's driving where the text is going. And understanding that codex. And that's what I'm saying. Being able to find another group, even internationally, worldwide, is super difficult. I would love to hook up with another group from the UK or another group that's in South America to be able to expand this pan-Hebrewism around the world so we can have an interconnection between, it, between all of us. But we're such a small group in these small little pockets and we get drowned out by the purple and gold. Exactly. So... Our voices, we have to, we don't have a voice because we're yelling so loud that we can't even hear ourselves sometimes. Exactly. 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 We've gotten hoarse from trying to teach exactly. the most high's misfolks to people and it's falling on deaf ears because they see, they're hearing us. So I, I mean, I, to, I totally, it's a, whoo, I want to go somewhere, but I have to save it for Shabbat. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to tune in for Shabbat where I'm getting ready to go because it's right there on the precipice but it's uh, something that I'm gonna draw on that you uh, taught me One of the things I, I do want to say uh, to our listeners is that the book uh, ah, yeah. Mitzvot for Hebrews in Exile um, is up on the Amazon Ooh. website Ooh. Not yet. Well, I got an email. I got an email saying it was. No, no, that, 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 right. Well, so we've got the, the draft up there. You got another draft coming. We have to prove, That's, the, prove the draft. Let me, let me, let me see if I can, if it comes up on my tablet here. Yeah, you should have got an email about that earlier today, which is good because um, a lot of good things. This book that's the second, your second installment here is quite, the tool and utility tool, I think, will be uh, let's useful see, for a let's, lot of people. Let's see if I let's see if I got that wrong. And again, just to wet your whistle a little bit about why he's looking that up. All of the uh, at one, that are germane during this, at this one oh nine at one oh nine today, mm -hmm. I received an email that said, "Correct, congratulate." Oh, that's defense of the Messiah. That's in defense of the Messiah. We changed that. <laughs> right. Okay. My bad. But it, yeah, it, 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 I think this weekend you get the proof copies, and then if they're okay, then it goes live. So 
within the next two weeks. Yeah. We'll be rocking and rolling. Yeah. So that book's going to be out. and um, Awesome read. Yes. People will be able to uh, understand the narrative that we've been talking about in relationship to these myths. You know, you know, my problem is, is that I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm into an age where I don't look at things as clear as I should. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's a big problem. But the, well, book, I mean, the book will be out in the next week or two. I mean, listen, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I think it's very thorough. I think it's very, it, like I said, it's a utilitarian tool for people to use to say, what is germane for now? And you do an excellent job of explaining everything that's in there. I think it's going to be a great installment. Actually, I'm almost curious to go on air and be like, I know you got a third one in the works too. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of working on a third book that's called What About My People? Yeah. And uh, it's, if I ever get back to it, it's, it's, an, it's a tell-all book that's going to include all of the narratives of everything that we have been through uh, in exile, before exile, um, mm. in churches, belief systems, uh, uh, verbiage that's used over and over again that that doesn't that doesn't um resonate with me i mean you know here i i i'm kind of rambling tonight okay <laughs> the the whole aspect of south this on the web <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Siri. 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 <laughs> Siri wants to make a comment. There's, there's your... Yes, I was going to say, there's, there's, your, there's, there's your third your partner right there's there. There's your third party. Uh, <laughs> the simplicity of salvation. <laughs> no. Siri, Siri, <laughs> Siri, Siri wants to get into our conversation tonight. Yeah, you, you would have had to know what we were talking about off camera in order for it to make this very whimsical for us. But <laughs> the simplicity of salvation mm -hmm. is so simple that it confounds people. And I, I think I talked about this before. It confounds people mm -hmm. because they don't understand that it's that simple. Mm. How simple is it? Well, let's look at what the Most High asks us to do. The Most High asks us to keep the Sabbath, obey his laws and his rules and his instructions. Two things, keep the Sabbath, obey his laws, his rules, and his instructions. Now, you have to know what the laws, rules, and instructions are in order to keep them. But keeping it within a, 
a simple narrative. Keep the Sabbath, keep his laws, his rules, and his instructions. Those two components guarantee you, they guarantee, they, they guarantee you eternal life. Just that simple. Just that simple. And so what makes it complicated is when people start putting themselves, interjecting their own ideology about what should happen. So I was asked, well, do you believe in baptism? Mm -hmm. I go, not anymore. Because there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing in the Hebrew text or the teachings of the Most High that require it. Mm except for the aspect of bathing when you become uh, unclean, yeah. unclean yep, and washing yourself when you become unclean mm -hmm. for, for various situations and circumstances. That's correct. I was asked, well, do you believe in speaking in tongues? I said, not anymore. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing in our text that, that speaks about that. Our text simply tells us, <coughs> well, <coughs> how, do you, how do you separate yourself the question was asked, well, how do you separate yourself from, from, from everybody else? I said, we separate ourselves from everybody else by understanding that we are a nation that has a governance. We have rules and regulations to live by. Mm -hmm. So if we understand the rules and regulations to live by, everything else is free gratis for us to, to, to participate in. Mm-hmm. Because then outside of that, nothing else is a sin. The only thing that is a sin is breaking the most high's rules and regulations. That's the only sin there is. Right. What's interesting about those two comments that you just made, if I can make an observation, is that those have nothing to do, obviously we know this, to do with the most high at all. Speaking in tongues and the evidence thereof is an outward expression for people. The baptism is an expression for people. Most of the, I don't, even if he did have it in there, what purpose would that serve to do that? These are things you, these people are enamored with outward expressions of you proving to me that you actually have the spirit or whatever. And, and with that, and it proving to me that you're saved. Right. And you know, once again, I, I hate to, I, I hate to keep saying this, but The text is ambiguous because I'm trying to, I'm still trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get, as I stop and think about it, I'm asking myself, mm -hmm. what was I saved from? I, 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 I was saved, but what from? Mm. And I had somebody tell me something, coming to me, said, tell me something, Elder Holman, uh, when I'm back over there, said, yeah, she says, well, you know, you need to get saved. And I kind of shook my head, kind of like, okay, saved from what? Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just as saved as you are. Right, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> and the conversation ensued. And. Yeah, Hombre, I hear you. Hombre says in Proverbs 26, it says, don't answer a fool in terms of his folly <laughs> or you will be descending to his level. But answer a fool as his folly deserves so that he won't think he is, he is wise. 
I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to this, back to this issue, I, I've said this before, and I want to say it again. Salvation, from a religious perspective, is tied to two principles that I can think of. One is saved from hell and saved from sin. Okay? Mm-hmm. We've debunked the fact that there's no hell. Right. So I can't be saved from hell. Mm-hmm. Saved from sin, I, the only way that I can be saved from sin is by applying and walking in the Torah or the law of Mashe. That's the only way I can be saved from sin. Mm-hmm. So, back in the day when I was saved from sin, then I was saved from all the systemic things that were around me that people who didn't go to church did. Mm. I'm saved from that. And separated, and separated myself from them, so to speak. Mm. Come out from among them and be separate. Wow. So I'm now in my thought process growing older. You want me to come out from among them and be separate, but I got to go and work with them. Mm-hmm. I got to go to school with them. Right. Got to send them to I got a whole lot of things in, within the social, social framework of living that I have to, got to do with them. So the only time that I'm separated from them is when I come to church on Sunday and they're not here and we are. Right. Exactly. And then I go back out into the world, but I'm not supposed to dress like them, and I'm not supposed to look like them. And all of that mounts up to this idea of sin that doesn't, doesn't resonate with what the church calls holiness. Well, you can't define holiness within the principle of policy. Holiness can only be defined by the principle of law. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So now I'm going to come back, 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 back across the street, and, I, and I'm confused about saved from what? Because I hear the text say that if you say you have no sin, yeah. you lie and the truth is not in you. So now I'm confused. What, what am I saved from? Because I was supposed to be saved from sin, but you say if I say I have no sin, I lie and the truth is not in me. So that means I have sin. <laughs> It just feels like we're in a that that state of mind where we words were was this constant state of quandary, and an and enigma. Then, and then if I read if I read First John three, mm-hmm. three says that sin is a violation of the law mm. or a violation of Torah. So if you violate Torah, you miss the mark. That's sin. Right. But now you come around and tell me that we're not under the law. So now if I'm not under the law, but I break the law for not keeping the law, and if you say I've said no sin, I, I, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm like, I'm like the little ge- gecko. I'm confused. Can anybody save me? I'm confused. I mean, really. The simplicity as I explain to people, it's simple. You understand the laws and rules that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel. You walk in those, 
It's like living under the Constitution of the United States of America. You know what the laws and rules are. You know what you can do. You know what you can't do. You know what, if you break them, you know what the consequences are. The Most High has rules and regulations that is called mitzvot regulations and instructions that he's given to, to Hebrew Israel to live by. We govern ourselves by that. We don't break those. And we go about living our life in the simplicity of enjoying it and enjoying whatever the Most High has created on this earth for us to enjoy. And we walk in that and we, and we, and we, and we function in a moral and ethical manner. And you shall have life. That's what he said. If the, the Okay. These words I'm giving you today. Shall be. Life. See, and here's the simplicity at another level. At another point, is that they're so simple that you come out with them written on your heart, factory hard drive already, because nobody has to tell you some of the mitzvotes that are in there. They're just already there. We've used the point before in the past. Nobody has to tell you to go out and not fondle the chickens or do anything else that's germane to uh, violating something natural and moral and ethical because they're already written on your hard drive already. You just need to be reminded of what they are. And then some of them you need to have unearthed for you because of the fact that when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with um, issues of how to treat um, people in finance or how to deal with a particular issue uh, civilly, this is how we deal with it. And this is how the Most High has this, um, how this, has this kingdom, set, his theocracy set up. Yeah. But they're so simple because you already kind of know them already. They're already there. Yeah. And we just, you know, and even being in this exile, right. I think it's an easier play to be in exile. Now, this don't trust me. Don't get me wrong. Don't take what I'm saying. Not you personally. I'm just saying don't take what I'm saying in the wrong way by saying being in exile is easy because it's not. I'm saying that the plethora of mitzvot that are that could be in play are not so it's even easier to observe them because you can't do them all because we're not in the land right and we don't have the hierarchy right. of the uh priesthood that will allow us to do right. some of these and things and so the book that's coming out yeah is not going to have mitzvot that are germane that can only be done in the land and are, are germane to that aspect. Yeah. They're only going to be the misfolks that are germane to this exile that we can do. Mm -hmm. And you might find, come across in the book, you might, as you read your scriptures on one hand, you read the book, you might come, come across some mitfos that were not included that you think should be included. And there's, there's space in the book where you can, you can add those. Let me turn, let me turn for, these, for these next 15 minutes and let me talk about something political. I have grown weary, and I really wish, I really wish, I wish that I could have an audience with these uh, evangelical Christians. Mm. I'd like to sit down at the table with an evangelical Christian. I really would. Mm -hmm. And I would like to ask them, hmm. what is your beef with the abortion issue? What is your beef with the LGBTQ plus 
people. Mm -hmm. What is your beef with uh, same-sex marriage? Mm -hmm. What is your beef with that? I, I, I really want. I want to. I want to know. I understand from a scriptorial perspective what the Most High has said about all of this. Mm -hmm. But I want to know what their beef is because they are the ones that perpetrate the lie that we're not under the law. And all of their argument is based on issues that are germane to the law. But they want to pick and choose out of it what they want to legislate with. And number two, the thing, the other factor is, is since when has church and state become intertwined mm. to the point that now we're legislating church and state? Mm. Great point. Great and, point. and to take it a step further, uh, while you evangelicals are concerned about these matters, and you have a, new, a speaker who carries his Bible very proudly and sets it on the podium and lets everybody know that I am, and he used to be a pastor, that lets them know that I'm, a, I'm an evangelical and I just don't approve of these things. I want to ask him a question. So you don't approve of these things, but you approve of lying. <laughs> you endorse lying, but you want you won't legislate against lying, but you want to legislate against these kinds of things. Listen, you have a person who the whole wide world knows from one corner to the other corner is a liar from sunup to sundown. He does not know the difference between truth and fallacy but you endorse him and you legislate with him, mm -hmm. but you want to crucify everybody else who doesn't see this issue of same sex and abortion the same way you do. I heard in your text that it said all liars shall have their part in the lake, but you ain't talking about that. Mm. I'd love to sit down and talk with him about how you think they would, would respond? Oh, oh, they'd filibuster around it, and I'd have to call them, no, 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 come back to text. Come on, come on, open the Bible, come back to text. Okay. Let's come back to text. Let's deal, let's deal, since you're lawyers, let's deal with the law. Oh, yeah. You're lawyers, let's deal with the law. Right. Let's not deal with policy, let's deal with law. What does the law say? Oh, man. You are concerned about this, but the law says, and he gives you dietary laws that are, that, that are consistent with the Father's law, but you squirm all around that, and you got shrimp, you got crab, you got pork, you got everything the Most High says is an abomination to him. That's an abomination to him, but what you're trying to legislate is abomination to him, but you skip around that and don't want to talk about that. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at the greater issue. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the greater issue that you have a bona fide liar. In your midst. In your midst. <laughs> that's got you tied around his finger like a, 
like a piece of meat being slung at wolves. I don't think that's really what you wanted to say. <laughs> I think you're being real diplomatic just because that chat room is live right now, but I think they want to hear you go raw too. That's just my honest opinion about it. But anyway, you know, knowing you, I know you say that. That's why I sit back here and I'm just kind of tickled at this because I know for you, you couldn't sit in that room for five minutes with them people and have that conversation. Because the moment they start spewing what they start, what they're about, it, 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 it would probably grieve you to the point where it's like, I just, I can't, I can't hear this. This is deafening on how this is. And, but then, you know what? I have to go back to what one of my teachers actually taught me a long time ago. You know, this guy named Robert B. Holman Jr. I don't know if you know him or not, but um, he had mentioned to me a long time ago, it says, they're what? They're evangelical Christians. They have the ability to change the narrative and do whatever they want however they want to do it, whenever they feel like doing it. They have no parameters on changing anything. We've established that a long time ago when you read Hebrews chapter 7, when they've established, they tell you in the book of Hebrews chapter 7, we are establishing a new religion. They tell you that. So they have the ability to pick and choose and do whatever they want to do because it's, it's their particular doctrine. It doesn't... Yeah. In order for them to, yeah. and, and this country is going to put in its midst leaders after their own heart. That's why, man, I'm going to just give my thunder away a little bit here before I get up here on this Shabbat. By simply saying the reason why we can't get anywhere or this country doesn't move forward, number one, it's not going to move forward because it's destined to get dealt with by the Most High, number one. Number two, the fact of the matter is, is everything that we look at or they see is through the eyes of wickedness. Yeah, but, and, and, here's, and, and, here's, and here's why you, 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 might, you might wonder, why, is, why am I even talking about this? Hmm. Why is this even bothering me? Because our people are caught up in the middle of it. Sure. Yeah. Our people are caught up in the middle of of this jargon. Mm -hmm. And our people, our people can't seem, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Our, our people can't seem to understand that number one, this is not our fight. However, I understand on the other side of it, we live in this kingdom. It's like, it's like Israel mm -hmm. living in Mitzrayim under the thumb of Paro. Right, exactly. And they, and they lived under the thumb of Paro until the Most High delivered them. And we're in this exile and we're living up under the thumb of a Pharaoh who does not know the Most High at all but wants to act like you know the Most High and our people, because they don't have any teaching and any understanding, they're, they're sitting there like, <laughs> like puppy dog, waiting, waiting, waiting for something good to happen. I'm trying to tell you all, yeah. there's only one truth in the world. And that one truth resides in the set apart scriptures 
as written by the Hebrew people to the Hebrew people for the Hebrew people and not a narrative that's written by, by any European writers because it's skewed towards their ideology and their thought. But you can't get your head out of your... <laughs> your proverbial rear end? To understand. Right. I mean, you, you, you've you got a book down there that talks about how many denominations are they are. And I don't know if you wanted to segue into that real quick, but I nah, mean... No, we'll deal with that. I mean, it's there's a plethora of, of ideologies that are out there, but like you said, there's only one existent one, and there's only one way. And, you know... I'm looking for that text in Proverbs. I think it's in Proverbs. Six things I hate, seven is an abomination of... Um, um, and it talks about I come can't, on chat room y'all know where it come is come on uh, and seven I'm gonna try to look seven it up for is myself. a is a uh, wow I thought it was in I thought it was in, in it may maybe it's in is it in six Psalms? and sixteen huh Proverbs six sixteen thank you back there let me go Proverbs six if you're Proverbs right six, if, you, if you're right you get to teach this week. 16. Yes, thank you. There are six things Yahweh hates, seven which he detests a haughty look, a lying tongue, uh oh, hands that shed innocent blood, mm -hmm. a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet swift in running to do evil, a false witness who lies with every with every breath, and him who sows strife among his brothers. I'd love to bring that text up to them. Who wrote that? You know who wrote that text? I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm not asking like I know. I'm, I'm Proverbs? Who wrote that? Who it's, wrote that? Proverbs is written by uh, Samuel. I mean, uh, Solomon. Who is the son of? King David. Because you're reading that, and it leaves like a laundry list of all the stuff that his father went through with somebody else. Yes. Because he did all them things. I mean, I mean, think about it. You see, let's, I, I mean. But it's relevant. If, if I was, uh, what's the pastor's name from Atlanta that's a legislator? Ooh, I don't, mm, that's a good one. Um, Y'all Atlanta folks know, what, 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 what's his name? Uh, the legislator from um, he had pastors uh, Ebenezer. Oh, Church. that's Jeremiah. Uh, no, no, it ain't. That's no, up. I'm thinking. No. Why am I thinking? I can't think of his name. <laughs> if I was Oops. him, if I was him, I would be raising to the floor, sir, speaker. <laughs> can we turn to in your Bible to Proverbs? chapter 6 oh, no, and read no, verse no. 16 and can you give me your take on that in light of where we are and where you stand on this because all I'm hearing here is hate lying tongues innocent blood wicked schemes evil and sowing strife amongst 
the body. That's what I would say. If I if I if I was a congressman, and I was, oh, and I knew and I knew scripture. Oh, I'd be I'd be a fire. I'd be a fire breathing. Oh, you oh you all oh oh you got the audacity. You want to bring a Bible into the house? Let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about him. Let's talk about it. You know what? The funny thing is about that is I'm I'm surprised that there hasn't been has there been because I haven't been following this story. Has there been any outrage from any other groups saying, "Okay, well, why can't I bring my Torah in there? Why can't I can't bring my no. cor, my Quran in there? Well, how no. come I can't bring no, no?" And I'm I'm sure that's kind of the arrogance that's that's there. <sighs> I'm <laughs> I'm done for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope you all got something out of the nice discussion. Uh, I hope you did. We're 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 gonna. I I I'm, I'm done. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and and Sean Elton. And this has been <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs>